0: Welcome back to NFT Talks podcast, and I'm here today with an OG project. Uh, I've got Mark; he's uh, part of management from the Ape Gang NFT PFP project. Uh, welcome, Mark. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Sean. Yeah, and you, thanks, thanks for coming. In. And I can see if anyone's that is is watching and on YouTube, you can see that he's got his <laughs> he's got his PFP. Uh, image on top of his face which is, is cool you're the first guest to actually have that so uh, oh, really? yeah yeah you are so I'm, I'm sure i'll look to see many more in the future but yeah you're officially the first one uh, to rock this so yeah man thanks <laughs> for showing out <laughs> that's how we like to roll <laughs> yeah man so um like you said man, like og project eight gang i mean you, you guys have been around from i think the minute was in june wasn't it to, uh 2021 um, yeah, June. Yeah, June, Which is I will I'll definitely consider that still early within the game, um, especially when it comes to PFPs I know that. Board H was only, I think it was in April. Was that right? April, but board eights were in April. And yeah, 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 And then Cool Cats was literally just a few days before you guys. So you're amongst the amongst the amongst the the originals, I would say, the OG projects, yeah. and you guys are doing a lot out there, man. So um I'd love to hear a bit about yourself first in regards to how you got into the nft space like i said it's always interesting to hear people's journeys and i want people to share their journeys how they got into projects or what they're doing in the space and in your perspective of what's going on so just let me explain a little bit about yourself and then we can go into talking about obviously the project and everything else sure
1: well i i was in in no means meant to enter the nft space um (laughs) I'm I'm actually a I'm actually a scientist by by training, and I always thought NFTs were super weird. Um, <laughs> and then my brother and I were talking about them, and I remember in, in March we were talking about the Board Ape Yacht Club and how stupid it was to buy a, buy a buy an NFT where all you could do was write on some bathroom wall. And we were like, Yeah, how can I, think, people I think buy these things.
0: That's what <laughs> that's that's the kind of, for a lot of people's minds. I mean. Um, that's the first thing that comes to it. Like, w- why would we do this? It's it's natural to question things that has hasn't been done before, and that's just a process of you trying to make sense of what's going on, isn't it? Um, then you have to kind of do your research, and and then then the penny drops. I think. So when 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 did that penny drop for you?
1: Well, it it dropped when um, when we actually started to um, to enter the NFT space together, my my brother and I um and we started with um said the horse racing
0: okay okay yeah yeah
1: because we thought okay at least these these are sort of breathable nfts and they have some kind of function you can race them you can speculate in genetics and so on Mm -hmm. Uh, so we thought okay at at least this has some kind of value um besides just being a pfp so we bought those and then of course we got hooked um, and then my brother started following this guy on Twitter, and then we just basically started buying whatever he bought, as okay. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things he recommended was Ape Gang. So we bought a bunch of those when the, when the floor was 0.05. Um, had no idea what we were buying. We should have bought some different ones if we had known what we were doing.
0: yeah. <laughs> I think that's the case I mean, like for a lot just, of a lot of people yeah. at the start, though. I mean, I guess everyone's just trying to find their feet. Is there? Where's their strategy to it? I think when we think back to think back then, like I said, board apes wasn't what what it was. I mean, so there's it's, it's so easy to go, yeah. Why didn't you do this and why didn't you do that? But at that point in time, there wasn't a lot going on. There wasn't a lot of projects out there. There, there was like probably maybe less than ten a week. Uh, so it was very slow-paced in that aspect, and you, you could actually look. See, so nothing was really happening. Big projects weren't. Obviously, it's CryptoPunks, but apart from, and obviously there was CryptoKitties, uh, crypto but there wasn't any other project out there that was doing anything. What we're seeing now, so yeah. I, I can definitely, I can definitely can, can relate why you were thinking. Well, okay, then we'll just we'll just bite and see what happens.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then, um, then my brother told me. There's this thing called Discord. Yeah, and I, I had no clue. So then I joined the said Discord, and I thought, oh, okay, this is where people actually hang out and talk about NFTs. And then I I joined the Ape Gang Discord, and and that was um, boy that there was a lot of floor talk back then. It was it was quite interesting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what how how was it? What what would you say? How has it changed? Um, regards to over time how it was then? I mean, what were you feeling then? What kind of vibe was it? What were people talking about at that point to how people approach projects now?
1: People were constantly talking about sweeping the floor and why, why are people listening below the floor? There was so much floor talk. Mm. And I think now, now as projects evolve and, and actually people start to get to know each other because, I mean, the, the people that were, were on the Discord back in August and are still there they've sort of become friends right I even made up with some of them um, in real life mm-hmm. so it, it's it's obviously different things you talk about
0: yeah 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 okay yeah. so okay so at that point you join the discord and okay you you it's it's active it's, it's all going off like how do you get how do, where do you get to the point where you actually evolved in the project like
1: um it just, sort of, it just sort of happened when we got, uh, we got a new marketing manager on board.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and he's actually the one who recruited me uh, to the first as one of the mods. He just said, I need some people I can trust. Yeah, yeah. And then the mods suddenly became the management team. And then it, it evolved from there. You find out, okay, there's a bunch of stuff to do. You take on some responsibility and, and you grow with the role.
0: Yeah. The one thing to point out, Mark, and I don't know if you realise this, I think, um, like I said, we say back then, it was only last year, but it seems like so far, so long ago. But um, there was projects being started by maybe like just two or three people, not not big teams. It was literally yeah. like two or three people starting a project and they put it out there and then you'd kind of, like I said, recruit as you go along. And I can see that if you go on to obviously the, the Ape Gang website, you can see that now you've got quite a big team, loads of mods, uh, obviously, you've got the management side of it and you've got the founders so um which is important in order for I think it's important for a success for projects because it's ongoing work as you as you probably know already so um yeah it's a lot of ongoing work <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so you're back so I just wanted to point that out like at that back then there wasn't there wasn't projects dropping with big teams it was just like literally one or two people um maybe three uh, an artist a developer and and <laughs> And maybe someone who could build the, build a website, build the actual website.
1: Yeah, true. And then I guess the way the teams grew was, was that the, the founders got overwhelmed and <laughs> then they're like, shit, we need someone. You look okay. I'll bring you on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's, that was the hiring process, wasn't it? Like yes. you, look, you, you look active. Can, can you manage or can you, can, you t- can you moderate Discord? Okay, then that's great. There you go. <laughs> Here's your role.
1: Yeah, the only qualification was, are you active on Discord? Yes, you've you've got the job.
0: <laughs> so, that okay, so then that happens. So, um, Liz, before we go on ahead and talk a bit more about how you got involved in the roles that you, you took part in, I think just for anyone that isn't aware of Ape Gang um, and what you guys have done, um, let's touch on the actual project, which is... Um, Obviously, Apes, which is a, is a is a common thing within the space, but you guys are one of the early ones. I mean, there, was it before. Obviously, Bored apes, and how many Ape projects were there before yourself? Was it like was the cyber Kongs? Was that they come before yourself?
1: Yeah, they came slightly before us. It's
0: just, just slightly before, and then yeah. you. So you literally, you you guys are the beginning of this whole illustration of using apes within PFP projects and. So, tell me about that process and a bit more about about the project in regards to what what is it about? Why would somebody collect uh, an ape gang?
1: So, I guess what puts us uh, what what makes us unique is that we're we're pixel art and a lot of people like that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think the first thing that draws people in is is the art because we look kind of different from all the other projects, um, at least from an ape pixel 8 point of view
2: yeah
1: um but then we we evolved since then so we have a bunch of different collections coming up now that's part of the ecosystem we have a utility token we have merchandise we have games coming up um so we're really trying to to branch out and and become more than a pfp project more of a brand yeah um which is a tough journey i'm telling you but it's something that's necessary, I think, for OG projects just because the, the initial hype wears off, right? And, and you have to have something, you have to constantly innovate and bring new things to the table to keep, um, keep the attention on your project.
0: Yeah, This is something that I, I highlight and I can't highlight enough is that once you have started, whether it's a PFP project or some kind of project and people are initially investing in what you guys are doing, then the nature, especially the nature space, at this point is people look for more. Okay, what's next? What's next? Especially this is encouraged by the roadmap. So I can imagine, like, okay, then you said you're you're going to do all this. Okay, then let me see you do it. So I know that one of the first things on your your roadmap uh, was the billboards uh, in yes. New York, which was some that was crazy. Just in, in I think that's how I actually see. I. I heard about the project but i hadn't actually looked into it myself as only it was that point when i seen that i was like oh shoot like these these guys are going like crazy like in the middle of new york uh, <laughs> and, and they got the billboards and and at that point like i said nobody was NFTs was at pfp projects was it was still early there wasn't so much going on in the real world as as yeah. it is now yeah. so um i really think that was a big move I mean how was that for you guys how was that how how was that received by um obviously the collectors and people outside the space I think it
1: it brought a lot of attention to our project um, I mean we had q r codes on the on the ads that it didn't generate much sales to be honest i mean but what what it did generate was a was a whole bunch of good footage that we could use in marketing. Uh, moving forward so we, we've got tons of eyeballs on it and like you said people mm-hmm. remember us for the billboard
0: yeah of course man i could you can imagine then on the flip side like you said it's a it's a hard task it's demanding obviously looking through your roadmap a lot majority of it is ticked off but the one thing that didn't get ticked off which you can kind of clarify here was the whole the gaming aspect of ios and android now what was what happened there and and then, if it was a case that it wasn't done, how was that received by the collectors?
1: Yeah, so we got we got screwed by Fiverr, to be honest. <laughs> okay. And we we outsourced we outsourced the game development um, and and found um, found someone who had a really good profile there, mm-hmm. and um, and they just they just didn't deliver. They they took us for a ride. And, okay. and we spend a we spend a bunch of time trying to to get them to produce something, mm-hmm. um, and it just didn't happen. And then we figured we finally, finally, we found out that they they had been lying to us the whole time. They didn't have a team. Okay,
0: so these these are the, okay. So I, that's just that's unfortunate, clearly, because you pay someone for a service, and that's what's happened. However, like these are things like okay. So why? As as a project, and this is not just going for yourselves, but any anybody else, why would we put things on the roadmap if you if you if you're not if you haven't got the the facilities or the the things in place to deliver on that when you put it there?
1: Um, I think the roadmap is just as much sort of a, this is what we intend to do, mm-hmm. um, and we we did intend to make a game. And of course, when it doesn't work out, you you think of a plan B. So yeah. we did um, we did engage another um, agency to make a, a different version of the game. That also turned out to be not so good. So apparently, it's difficult to make mobile games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're working. Now we're working on our third version of a mobile game, um, which the founders are taking full control of, mm-hmm. and um, and that looks good. So we're finally. Um, delivering on the
0: game slightly delayed but um mm. it's, it's well, coming that's that's the mo- I think I feel that's the most important thing that you haven't given up and it has it's not like a rug pull you you guys are actually trying and actually trying to get things done but um like I said it's also a lesson obviously you you guys learned the hard ways that if you're gonna do something I think the collectors are gonna want you to deliver on that so was that received like, like I said was that received well by the collectors or did, was there backlash? On that, like I said, oh, no, we expected this. How how was everybody? I think people
1: were fine. Um, okay. They, they they of course also it's not not in their interest that we release something that doesn't look good um, and doesn't really work that well. Um, so I think I think once you it but it, it's it's a matter of always having good communication with your community. So if we hadn't had communication along the way and sort of explaining the challenges we were having with this game. Yeah. and suddenly said now it's delayed or now it's not happening then um, then i think you could potentially get a backlash but we've always um done our best to keep the community um informed all the way okay. and through all the different processes
0: and i think that's a valid point to touch on too is communication is key isn't it is that if you're gonna if you're gonna run at some sort of project and you've definitely and you've got a discord where people are seeking information you you've got to give that information and that's what hence why you have i think looking at your team you've got about like it's about 20 15 moderators yeah (laughs) to keep up with all the keep up with all the demand what it's needed and like these are things that people have to consider when they're starting a pfp project it's it's an ongoing thing and it's only going to get harder because as you grow and the more people involved the more things you have to do and the higher the demand
1: yeah, so you have to. I mean, you have to realize very fast that it's it's just as demanding as having a real business, and you have to treat it like that.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, um, other things, um, that I've seen you guys do is, is, which I really haven't seen any other projects do, is that you've really gone hard on the socials, <laughs> like, and that's what I like. Like, you've, I mean, not not just p- picking obviously the Twitters, uh, the Discords. And potentially Instagram. You you're on Twitch. You're on TikTok. You're on YouTube. And building that, I, th- I honestly feel that having that presence now will benefit you in the long run um, because you've done that. You've done that from the beginning. Um, so, what was the whole strategy behind that? Was it something that you thought about? Is like, why did you choose to go on TikTok? Why did you choose to go on these different platforms rather than just a typical? crypto native platforms in regards to Twitter and stuff like that?
1: That's a good question. I think that there's several answers to it. One is because we're pursuing this, um, this plan of becoming a a decentralized brand, you need to be present on, on all the different platforms. So that, that's one, one answer. The other is that, you know, that there's some pretty smart people on the management team, maybe not me, but, but at least some of the others. And, um, the, the cloud you you build when you're present on on all the different um, social platforms, um, it really adds to the value of your bargaining power uh, and the kind of partnerships you can drum up. So yeah. people, people thought we were a bit silly to go on LinkedIn, to be honest, but that's where I
0: found you yeah and <laughs> you know, it's, it's, true. it's true. No, you know what if that sh- shouts out to LinkedIn man like that that everyone's sleeping on LinkedIn like in regards to connections and reaching out to people I think LinkedIn is a powerful tool that hasn't been touched and because NFTs is so niche at the moment um you can it's you can access people that are actually talking about NFTs and some valuable people so I, I do think that's important also I've seen you guys on Facebook and i don't think i've ever seen any nft project on facebook at all yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fact you're that you, you're there you, you're <laughs> everywhere the presence is there so yeah go back to what you were saying is like building clout and and having a presence and built and having that for partnership and branding which is yes. numbers matter don't they numbers matter when it comes to these real life brands they do they do so um okay so you've you've got that side is I mean, we might as well go into that, is in regards to partnerships, what I see that you you recently made a tweet, and then if that was a, once again marketing around the re-buck, around Reebok, I mean, what, is there any partnerships you can talk about that you got on the, on the books?
1: Um, so we have a partnership with Binance. Okay. Um, and we have a partnership with um, Ethereal Art Collective, I think they're called, um, where we have one of the founders' uh, tokens. Um, and that's basically an, an NFT um, NFT art project where they showcase different um, NFT um, artwork across the world at different locations, and, and we're part of um, we're part of that. As
0: okay, well. why what are you looking for, for for from a partnership? So this is some, like for anyone out there that is looking for partnerships in the future. Like, what kind of things are you looking for from a partnership to bring to the table?
1: Um. Well, obviously, they should have some clout um, in terms of, of reach. Um, we, we would like to use the partnerships to get out to, um, to different audiences, mm-hmm. especially brands, of, of, of something that we really want to venture into, brand partnerships, uh, which is also why we were, we were excited uh, on, on the possibility to pitch to Reebok. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can't really say how, any, anything about how that's going. Um, it, it's an ongoing uh, thing so we'll keep you guys updated right
0: okay cool cool it's positive it's positive it would it'd be good to see something like that we've got Reebok into the metaverse we've got Adidas we've got Nike so I'm sure they're sitting there looking for a route in here so um collaborate with somebody that's been an an OG within the space and consistent Uh, that would make sense
1: yeah, and I think our I think our our artwork works quite well on, on things like shoes and T shirts and caps and, and whatever and and we would also be able to to offer a metaverse presence where because we, we're 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 venturing into the sandbox with our newest collection um, of, of 3D apes voxel apes. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of opportunities for brands to both have a presence in the metaverse but also in in the in the real life so okay. imagine you, you have like a a branded shirt that you wear and wear in the metaverse and then you could also have it um as a, as a physical shirt in, in real life
0: now it makes sense it makes sense so you've got so you, you've you brought landing um sandbox and obviously that's hot at the moment with, with all the other major uh blue chip projects involved including obviously Snoop dog and whatnot pumping that um but I also see you. You partner with—is it Metaworld? Is that right?
1: Uh, they're called Leapin, I think.
0: No, Metapoly. Is that the one you're referring to? Is it? Is it Metapoly? Metapoly World? Oh,
1: that that one. Yes. Metapoly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so t- yeah, so t- talk to me about that because that's a collaboration, isn't it? So I've just—you got the decentralized metaverse. Why have you partnered with them or collaborated with them? And what we, what's what's it to call?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a funny story as well. That's also through Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so Metapoly is a is a they want to build a reserve currency for the for the metaverse. So basically, you you'll be able to deposit your your land into their virtual bank, and you get okay. a token. Okay. And then this token will then become an asset backed reserve reserve currency for the metaverse across different platforms. Okay. So you'll be able to deposit your decentral land, land and your Sandbox land and potentially other lands uh, along the way.
0: Like collateral? So, like, yeah, like collateral. Like, okay. like
1: collateral. So and, okay. and it will be sort of a whole banking system where you can also take out loans and all kinds of advanced stuff that mm-hmm. took me a long time to understand, to be honest. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> That's that deep in it. <laughs> yeah.
1: The way this collaboration came about is that they actually reached out to me on LinkedIn because... Um, they wanted to do the same thing that Adidas original did with Bored um, Ape Yacht Club. They wanted to make a, an NFT in collaboration with an NFT project. Mm-hmm. And because they're, they're pixel art, uh, they, they have pixel art in their whole um, visual identity. And, and we have pixel art. Mm-hmm. We're apes. And we also give a full commercial rights to um, to anyone who holds our nft so if you own our nft you can do anything you want with it so the apes i have at the back i can put them on a t-shirt and sell it and i have the right to do that okay because that was important for them if they wanted to make their own nft based on our design they wanted to make sure that they had the commercial rights okay cool so cool. all of those things combined made them actually reach out to us and we were said we said yeah sure we would like to be a part of it and Right now, they're they're making a, a Genesis NFT collection as part of their IDO, their initial Discord offering, and 30 of those will then be an exclusive Ape Gang version with special um, utilities in in their whole um, ecosystem.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So then, then yeah, yeah. Go on. Please, on. What are
1: you going to no, say? Sorry. It, so it also comes in really handy that they're they're super good in tokenomics. Um, so for all our upcoming to earn games it's important to get the tokenomics right uh, you don't yeah. you don't want your token to crash because then basically you have no game anymore
0: that's it yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're dead <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty much i mean that that's nicely gonna I was, spin on to what i was gonna lead to is obviously the gang token um which is i see a lot i, I see a few projects kind of doing this whole DeFi, um being able to the yield and stake your actual nft to gain tokens which we could put, could be worth money as the value goes for the token so talk to me about that i mean so why why did you why did you go down that route and how does it work because i mean this involves other projects like the the, the token gang too also so let's, yes, yeah. so yeah, yeah break break that down for anyone that's listening or watching
1: Okay, well, I think it's a natural step for an NFT project to take when they when they start branching out and building the ecosystem, uh, mm-hmm. they, they need something to, to sort of fuel that ecosystem and the utility token makes a lot of sense. So I think that was the main reason for for doing it. Um, because we we do see a, a, Ape Gang as, as an ecosystem evolving and, and we needed our own sort of currency, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, right now the the apes are just yielding um gang they don't we don't have any utilities launched yet but that will very soon come and all the utility is related to stuff you can do within that ecosystem so you'll be able to change the name of your ape and change the description those are sort of standard run-of-the-mill things Mm -hmm. but you'll also be able to fuse the jaguars you win in gang wars to legendary jaguars and then you'll be able to breed those and the offspring will then have special voting rights um, in the future and also special abilities. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to use the gang for a lot of different stuff in our metaverse as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're even going to allow people to use gang to mint the new voxels that we're launching. So instead, okay. of, using, instead of using ETH, the holders of ape gang NFTs
0: can use that gang to mint the voxels. Just, just a question: That like, why would every what I'm trying to understand? What what is the benefit, and why does everyone every project want to create a token for their project? Like I, I understand, isn't isn't that like taking a, a centralized like view on what you're doing? Like you kind of you only can do this within this ecosystem, and we're trying to decent, we're trying to decentralize everything. I don't know
1: if I would make that caption um so it's a good question
0: yeah because i mean that's that's what comes to mind even though i understand the the, the perks and the positives and it's i mean you couldn't it's, it wouldn't benefit you trying to if you are gonna benefit in your collectors with eth it's better for you to do it with your own tokens so it's it's that's makes it makes sense for you guys but i'm just looking it from looking it from outside and we're saying we're trying to do it's decentralized if everybody takes this approach. Of doing their own tokens then you're going to need a token for each project you're involved with and then you you can't use that token or you can't use ETH to buy the to get the benefits of this and it, it comes a very i think it becomes very complicated in the long run
1: yeah that's true there'll be a lot of tokens in the long run um yeah and and most of them will probably fail to be honest
0: true true that's most only the
1: ones that that build. Really, really good utility will will survive. Yeah, um, I th- I think it boils down to the fact that as as your ecosystem becomes more complicated, you you need something that can facilitate all the different transactions, mm-hmm. and a token just makes a lot of sense
0: for that. Yeah. Okay. So just just to uh, just to break that down, in, so anyone's listing that's wants to understand it. So if you own a, a ape, you you can you can stake the ape and you'll receive one dollar of gang token yeah and if you have a token you can burn that token and that will increase it to 1.25 uh, dollars token, yeah per, per day so obviously you'll you'll yield and you'll, you'll get these this every day ongoing forever and yes. obviously in the future as the token builds its value obviously it makes sense this will turn you can actually convert that into whether that's eth or whatever currency
1: yeah so that's in the case that someone from our community um, makes a liquidity pool where you can swap the token to eth as as a project we we can't really touch that um
0: all right so yeah so so the value has to stay within the, the within the project
1: um i don't know if the value has to stay within the project but the the team that runs the project, they can't make a liquidity pool.
0: Okay. But
1: it has to come from someone outside the, the management team.
0: Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so the, these are things like, the. the I, I like to talk about these because I don't really get to talk about projects doing these kind of things and talking about the benefits because I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of positives, but there's also, I wouldn't consider them negatives, but there seems to question, I always like to question things to see is is that something that, is that that a project should do is that something that people can think about while they're doing this so um it's always good to uh, discuss these things
1: yeah i think one one recommendation i would make is that if if you if you think that down the line you would um, you would want to launch your own utility token you should make sure that your your contract actually supports that from the start so one thing we are really struggling with now is that we started as a PFP project and there was no plan of making a utility token. Mm -hmm. And we had a standard OpenSea contract. Mm -hmm. And to make the token, you need a smart contract and we needed to migrate all our apes to the smart contract in order Mm -hmm. for them to yield the the utility token.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Now we're sort of in a limbo where uh, 7,500 apes have been migrated to the new contract and are yielding our utility token. But there's some stock on the old contract still where maybe they forgot they had an ape. Um, uh, okay. Maybe they want to sell it. Other reasons for not migrating. Yeah. And it, it really hurts the project because when people go to OpenSea, they see two collections. They mm. see an old collection where all the volume has been. And then they see a new collection with a lot less volume. And then they get confused.
0: Mm. Okay. Yeah, and that I can imagine that because because people could think it's two different projects one could be a fake one could be a real one like yes. if, if, you're, if you're new to it because this this is something this and this is what happens on OpenSea um so with all that going on like we might as well go on to talking about which we talked about earlier on is like once you're you, you come out as a project you've got that hype how how do you maintain that consistency in regards to keeping your floor price up and keep on that interest? Like I, you touched on, that's one of the things that affected you. What other things did affect, what other things affected you initially as you went on?
1: Um, to be honest, I think what affected us the most is the fact that so many new projects suddenly launched.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And look at it this way. Some people are in the NFT space to, uh, to earn a quick buck, right? Mm-hmm.
0: A lot, um, <laughs>
1: a lot of people. A lot of people. So, um, although I'm, I, I like it for the artwork. I have to state that for the record. Um, so you, you have your money in in ape gang, right? And and maybe the floor is is quite stable where it is. Um, you could take that money and put it into a, a, a new project that's minting and has a bunch of hype, and then perhaps double your money. Which yeah. won't really happen. That fast in an OG project because that initial hype has has passed, right? So the way I see the NFT space now is that it, it's a big big part of money that's just flowing from one hype project to another, and people aren't really putting it into the OG projects, except those that that
0: handful of projects that are really blue chip. So what what do you think they done different then, uh, from from just your opinion? What what do you think these other blue chip projects? Obviously, you got the board eights, cool cats. What 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 did they do different to you guys, or what was maybe it was timing? Well, cool cats were the same time as yourself, so yeah. What what what's your thoughts?
1: It's it's a really good question. What what makes one NFT project explode and others stagnate? um I think it's it's a snowball effect. So I think. I think it's a matter of them getting that initial momentum and maybe getting lucky that some influencers bought in, some famous people bought in. It all sort of added up. Um, The floor increases above one, above two ETH. Everyone sees it as a blue chip and everyone wants an exposure to that project. It wants them in their portfolio. Then more money flows in and it kind of becomes a, a snowball effect.
0: Okay. So, I mean, the, the thing to highlight there, you would say, is the the the, the influence that would because there was a, there's a lot of that. There still is a lot now. Um, there's there's been a lot of talk within the space around people pumping projects, um, inf- influencers pumping projects, and uh, what's your thoughts on that? Then, I mean, did you do something that you guys and Eight Gang thought? No, we don't want to use influencers. We want that organic growth. We want to build that community. Or was it something you you just didn't consider?
1: Um, we never really we never really spent money on the influencer hype. To be honest, um, we we chose the the organic route. Um, we have some we have quite a few influencers who who hold apes. Okay, and they they've held them for ages since since we started, and and they do it because they they love the artwork. And we would rather have those kind of people on board, I think, than influence that you, you buy, you buy like a tweet for two weeks, they tweet, and then two weeks later they they sell the NFT. Um yeah. that, that being said, if, if Gary V is listening to this, Gary, please tweet about us. <laughs> yeah,
0: Gary <Vee's> an exception. <laughs> yeah man like this is what well, he he's one touch on Gary v, he's one to look on like especially he champions OG projects rare catches things so i mean have you guys not reached out to him and i mean or oh, being in in his radar i mean like i know that he was really he was over at um, NFT NYC. so accessing him or reaching out to him
1: yeah i and you know it's maybe one day we'll get lucky.
0: <laughs> it is i think it, it this this face it takes a bit of look to also um and who's to say like what is the definition of success for a project at this point because i still think it's early um as much as there's people projects are flying up there's the if they're flying up there's the only ways down so i'm not encouraging that but this this is what can happen in the future with floor prices can drop we just haven't seen it yet to the extent for project being worth 5000 10000 dropping to zero, 10, 000, drop zero. It happens in the real world so it definitely can happen here so i think that even though you guys have gone the organic route but you've been persistent i mean i see you've got you've built up a, a following on obviously socials um and you've you've got a following um even though you say that you're not as where you were when you initially hyped off What was the floor price when you initially like um initially launched and minted when the hype was there?
1: It increased to around zero point eighty at or zero point nine at the highest.
0: Zero point nine. So how much is that around do- dollars wise? Uh
1: that's about two and a half thousand dollars.
0: Two and a half thousand. And at the moment you're looking at you're at uh, 0.188, which is so you're looking at about eight five hundred to 600 and then depend on the rarities some are going for like two thousand dollars still i yes. said I looked at your recent yes. trades and whatnot so there, there are some going for that still depending on the rarities but the floor price is around 500 which is still high i'll I would, I would consider like because zero is zero isn't it <laughs> so True. yeah so 500 dollars is is still there but it, it wasn't where it was so i know that you can have that comparison but w- what are you guys yeah. doing to get it back up there then so is is that your main priority now is building the building the floor price um I, I wouldn't say that our
1: our priority is is increasing the floor price i don't think that's a sustainable way of approaching uh building nft projects if, mm-hmm. if you are focused on the floor price all the time i think i think what will i think what will keep ape gang in the game for a long time is that uh, we have dedicated founders who want to make this the only business that they ever have, and we just keep building. At some point, the hype will come back. We launch something that people think is really cool, and and we have a bunch of good stuff in the in the pipeline, um, which I can't share because if you share it, then you you lose the hype. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we depends them it. when we're dropping it. When you when are you dropping it? And then we, we can just, we can drop it at the same time. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll get back to you on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no exclusives, so, no exclusives. <laughs> but
1: we, we, definitely, we definitely see a huge potential for uh, for blockchain-based uh, play-to-earn games. Mm. Uh, so we, we finished one game already, which was Gang Wars, where the, the earning was, was another NFT called Jaguars, which will be their own collection. And we definitely want to continue that because we, we do see that blockchain-based gaming, um, is something that can open the NFT space to the, to the masses. I mean, bring in millions and millions and even billions of people.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. 100% agree, so,
1: yeah. so I would actually say that the, the success of an NFT project is, is staying alive, to be honest. Um, stay alive and keep building. And then one day um, your luck will change and your floor will go up again and everyone's happy.
0: Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I really think, I, I agree um staying alive and people being interested people being there like the, the fact that you still got f- uh, people that are holding on to the apes you you've got people you've got a team that believes in what you're doing and and they're consistently out there and they're consistently building i mean this is we we, we i know obviously the nft space is there's a lot of money going around a lot of but however it's still small like i said yeah. the masses have not joined so maybe your particular market the people that you your, your demographic that will come in that will jump on your projects and it will blow so I f- i'm still that that's still waiting to happen like there's a lot of projects that haven't really gone to the point where they should be based on the the the, the work that they've put in uh but look at the the map look i mean i'm not sure what the figure is i think it's like five hundred thousand users on coinbase mm, like, like that's exactly. nothing like that's that yeah. is that is nothing so when everyone actually jumps on and understands um the nft space i think that's where you'll actually see where you actually fall like within the market and how and how people if the people actually appreciate the project and the proof will be in the pudding because you've been doing the work and the legwork so um i think it, in the long run i think that always pays off
1: i think so yeah i think so definitely and we're lucky to have some really diehard fans in our community i mean shout out shout out to my boy golden ape in singapore who's actually wrapped his car in a huge ape gang sticker <laughs> yeah.
0: that's great that's real and there's also um you guys it's deaf ape definitely yes. Def yeah yeah i spoke to him before he was rapping he's got like ridiculous amount of apes
1: he's got 80 <laughs> 84 tucans. apes i think
0: yeah yeah and toucans um so this that, he, yeah like he was really pushing the project also uh, when I, when I spoke to him. So like, we have, he's... we have
1: one guy who, uh, who owns uh, 920
0: Apes. Wow. 920 Apes.
1: Yeah. BGB, the dark Lord He's <laughs> our biggest, biggest fan.
0: So, th- so there you go. Like, I think that, I think you need with it, with any brand, you just need whether a cult following, whether that's a, a thousand or a thousand people that i mean if if a thousand people and the average is like ownership is like five or 20 apes you're good at it you're good to go so um because i think like if you if you're actually launching a token which you have you need people to be invested in the project to stay because what's the point of them yielding tokens if they're not going to stay and use it within the ecosystem
1: you're right you're absolutely right and i think the the big play for us will also be to create an, an external demand for the token. So okay. as, as as soon as you you have people outside the community wanting act to access the token to access Ape Gang, yeah, I think that's where you you really um, start taking off.
0: Yeah, cool. So when you know, I know we 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 touched on so many things. We touched on obviously the the, the gaming aspect, which is a big thing that you you guys are actually focused on now. Um, tell me what in regards to your personal views how how big do you think this is going to be in regards to blockchain gaming and nfts in 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 these games that exist already like AAA games like tell me where do you think things are going in the next few years and how does that look
1: yeah i i definitely think that 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 the gaming aspect of nfts actually being able to use them for something other than you know Look at them on your computer screen or your phone. It's, it's going to be something that really opens uh, NFTs to the to the masses. Um, that that being said, there, there'll be a lot of um, there'll be a lot of projects that that die along the way, and then there'll be a few projects who actually crack the code and, and become successful. And mm. and those will be projects that that build a lot of utility around that token. So you you really want to avoid people getting the token and then just dumping it um, once it increases in value. Because, hey, I mean, if you buy a token and it's suddenly 10Xs, I mean, it, it's quite tempting to sell it. So you, yeah. you, need to, you need to really develop utilities within your game and within your ecosystem that prevents or sort of that, that gives so much value to people that they don't want to sell the token even though it 10Xs.
0: Yeah because they want to stay within what's what you've created yes yeah that makes sense and that's not easy it's not easy no
1: (laughs) I think I think at least my personal opinion is that that the 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 games that will succeed are the games that are fun to play so if you can develop a game that's fun to play and you would play it regardless of earning tokens or not it's just a cool game to play I think then you're you're probably onto a winner.
0: Okay, cool. All right, cool. So, you, per, once again, personal question: uh, are you a collector yourself? Yes. Yeah, collectors are okay. And so, um, what do you collect? All the PFP projects. If so, like what projects have you got? What kind of projects have you got at the moment?
1: Um, I've still got some Genesis set horses from okay back in oh, the you day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> I, th- I think that they're, they're, they're gonna be worth gold at some point because the whole idea of having digital horse racing um, and not having to actually feed your horse or, or pay for the stable, it's <laughs> <a> pretty, <laughs> pretty good.
0: Don't give them any ideas, do you? will <laughs> see them um, actually introducing that and you have to pay feed your horse and all sorts.
1: Oh yeah, that's true. Maybe you can cut that out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so Zed, uh, Zed what else? Any other yeah, then I
1: then I have yeah, then I'm I'm very heavily exposed in Ape Gang, to be honest. I have a bunch of apes and a bunch of toucans. Yeah. Um. Lately, I I, I had I've had a, quite a degen moment for for me because I've mm-hmm. I've bought into projects that that had no roadmap and, and no Discord but just looked really cool. Um. Mm-hmm. I I missed the boat on the the M first by Satoshi. Okay. Yeah so i bought i bought a, a couple of the, the derivatives and, and the one i like the most is the i think it's called m for chicks it's sort okay. of the female version and right. i'm holding i'm holding some of them um what else do i have i have paradise Trippies because they were made by uh, by andy booth who's a famous board ABR club holder okay um, they're pretty cool I'm, I'm i'm holding on to those um what else do i have i think that's more or less it then some random stuff that i bought because we have this we have this alpha channel in ape gangs discord okay. some people say you've got to buy this one it's gonna fly and then i'm just i'm sitting there bored Waiting. at night just oh, yeah it's only 0.07 ETH. i'm gonna buy one so i have i have a bunch of those
0: so so what okay so what project? What do you look for in a project? Then, if you're gonna, because obviously you're involved with in, in an OG project, you guys are doing obviously so much things to build a community and to continue to build that community. What do you look for in a project when you're approach like looking looking at PFP projects? What would be the the say the four main things?
1: I think that the there's basically just one main thing is whether whether I like the artwork or not. Interested, um, and I. Because I've maybe I'm slightly damaged from looking at apes for too long, but yeah. I really like I, like I really like pixel art.
0: Mm. So,
1: whenever there's a project that that's pixel, you know I'm
0: I'm pretty much hooked. Okay, All right. So, with, but with that in mind, though, if you take that, if you if everyone has that approach, then I mean, because I'm assuming that it, what, why why you guys focus so much on utility? Then, like, what what kind of collectors? Are you guys attracting does that make sense because if if you say which which i agree i feel that if you buy into a peer-free project the first thing you should do is you buy either because you invest in them within the person and you want to support or you like what they're doing or you like the art and if it goes to zero it goes to zero if it, it moons it moons but they're the the perks you you've got no guarantee whether it's going to moon or not so that's the approach i would recommend however you guys are going to offer so much value based on what, based on how you, what you've seen from your collectors already.
1: Yeah, so I mean, it, we we wouldn't build the stuff we're building unless uh, unless it resonates with the community. So, mm-hmm. um, I think the beauty about the NFT space is that people people buy NFTs for a bunch of different reasons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Some people buy them because they like the artwork. Some people. Them because they want to become part of the community. Some people buy them because they want to make a quick buck. Some people buy them because they like the fact that if you have an ape, then you can also have a voxel and walk around in the sandbox with it and play a game with it. So you have all these different people with all these different reasons for buying NFTs that all come together in one group. Mm -hmm. So I think naturally, naturally, the project then evolves, right? Because you want to try to make everyone happy um the, the people the people like you and me who like the artwork we're the, we're the most easy people to make happy because yeah. you know the, the artwork is always there
0: yeah yeah well, that's it well, i think are we are we are we the fo- are we protecting ourselves by doing that <laughs> I, I, <know. laughs> I think we, may, we might be a little bit in between i mean but i think that's the best approach to stop you from getting burns because we, we have no idea projects go up and the projects go down so um that's a that's what you just got to be aware of when you're looking into any, any projects. Um, but okay, so we've covered so much in regards to the, the projects you like and different PFP projects. Industry wise, is there anything out there that you're excited about apart from gaming, clearly, because you guys are looking into that? But anything in regards to like real estate, um, health sector, um, fashion, uh, entertainment, sports?
1: yeah i'm I'm super excited about brand partnerships. So
0: okay.
1: um, teaming up with uh, brands that make apparel, um, teaming up with energy drinks. Um, I would love to see an an ape gang clubhouse in Singapore in New York where you you can come in and there's the ape art on the wall and you can buy an ape drink and maybe eat a banana in a corner, or whatever. <laughs> um so so really what i what excites me is is nft's sort of transitioning into the real world where the fact that you own an nft is 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 like an exclusive access to something really cool in the real in the real world
0: okay yeah i, I agree like that that is one of the exciting things well is if not one of the, the exciting uh, the, of what the possibilities what can happen but um what I always like to ask to also is, Mark, is finding about out happening to your mind or how you think things are going to be in the future. So let's imagine you wake up in the next, say, well, hopefully you're not sleeping for that long, but in the next five years, you wake up, where do you see entities in your life and not just talking about PFPs and how are you using them and how is it involved in your day to day? So starting from the morning when you wake up, what does it look like?
1: I think they will be integrated into our everyday life uh, to a much higher extent than they are now um, it, it doesn't take much imagination to to see that things like uh, plane tickets train tickets um, concert tickets all of that stuff could be nfts right yeah because it adds the dimension of of you being able to trade it so imagine you're you, your favorite concert, you, you buy a lifetime access to that concert um, and it's an NFT and you can trade it with, with other people um, or a lifetime plane ticket. I mean, there's, there's so many possibilities of adding ownership to, to those kind of assets.
0: Mm. Yeah, so the, you got the, the, the access side of it. Um, what about like a, even voting? Like I think that's going to change. Like old systems that can be kind of rigged in any way when it comes to like voting for your president or whatnot. Like use NFTs with with voting rights.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. It could be.
0: Yeah, there's 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 so many things. I think there's so many old. Systems in place that we we don't talk about. We talk about all the exciting things, but to the, say the, the the boring things, but, how, the, but also important things we can apply NFTs to. I, I think also like the holding our data, like our yes. like ID identification and data and passports and stuff like that as NFTs, which is which makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, what why, are we, why have we still got books for our passports? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm forever. Th- I'm I, me myself. I'm forever fretting when I book a holiday. I'm like, okay, now I got to go find my passport. Yeah. <laughs> like, why are we still doing that? Like, I just love to have it on my phone and be able to go. Okay, then cool. I'm going on holiday. I've got my passport always as ID.
1: Yeah, you operate it as a chip into your, yeah, into yeah. your wrist.
0: Yeah, <laughs> all, all that. Nah, nah. I don't. I don't think I'm going to do the chip thing. But <laughs> I, I stay. I stay with the phone. But okay, cool. So, um, like, just to round it off, where, where can people find out about Eight Gang, um, and where's the best place to find you guys if they want to contact, especially for the brand partnership side of it?
1: Um, so yeah, you can you can reach out to us on Twitter. Um, that's that's a good place to start. The Twitter also has our link tree with all our socials.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, if you want a quick one to one contact, then hit me up on on LinkedIn.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. And what's what's what do they search on linkedin
1: uh, they just they can just search uh, for eight gang and then they'll, okay. they'll, they'll see that there's one employee for eight gang and that's me <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that handles linkedin none of the others have, have okay
0: profile, so. cool 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 so guys if you want to reach out to eight gang in regards to partnership collaborations make sure you hit them up on linkedin obviously you can get them on twitter i'll make sure i put all the links in below um and yeah, man, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Like, I'm I'm always happy to, especially especially have people that have been in the space for so long and continue to grow. And like, at least I'm I'm interested to see where you guys will where you guys will be the next year or so. I'm excited to see all the things that you're doing, um, and hopefully you just continue to grow and be as big as you should and recognize as you should. But I think that's going to happen as as more people enter the space anyway.
1: Hey, thanks a lot for having me and we should schedule like a, a follow-up talk uh, end of this year and then I can tell you whether we uh, whether we 100%. made it or
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be here, man. I, I'm, I'm sure you will. But yeah, yeah. thank you again, Mark, uh, for your time today. Everyone, thank you for watching and listening. Everyone stay listening and stay blessed.